in Australia, the thing is, we food is very different how we eat at home in India. It's very seasonal. It's very fresh. Is you know, like I always say, like the way we eat Indian food in Indian restaurants, it would be like holy one billion people will be so fat because there's so much cream and butter in everything. Dirty Linen continues to dive into summer with Harry Mangat from Biji Dining. Harry is an Australian Indian chef that I have followed and admired and even had the pleasure of cooking with uh, over the past couple of years. And I am super excited that he's returned from Queensland to Victoria uh, and he's going to be doing some cooking locally over summer. Harry, welcome to Dirty Linen. Oh, thank you, Danny. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you and I am really excited to hear uh, what you're going to talk about today. We are talking to people about their favourite meals, flavours, ingredients, taste sensations. So lay it on us, Harry. What have you got for me? Uh, so I got a few things. Like, uh, So one of my favourite meals, which was like almost five, six years ago, it was at Key. Uh, and then few dishes of my mum and actually few dishes from Indonesia from my mother-in-law's dishes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a lot of different styles. Wow. Yeah. That's so diverse. I absolutely love it. All right. Well, let's start with Key. So, yeah, Key. Um, so, I went to Key, I think, five years ago before their renovation and stuff. And it just blew me away. Like, every dish, like, was, like, so creative, so technical. But the main part for everything was it was just tasty. It was just mind-blowingly flavorful. So, yeah. I was just like, wow. And I went with my wife and she's a vegetarian and some of her dishes were even better than my dishes. And I was like, wow, how can a vegetarian dish taste more better than a meat dish? But yeah, like it was just like, and back in there, it was, uh, there was this snow egg was still on the dessert menu. The, um, the texture, chocolate texture dessert was still on there. So yeah, we, we just, I was blown away. That's really amazing. So for anyone who doesn't know, so Key is um, a fine dining restaurant in Sydney. It's uh, just right o- overlooking the harbour. It's in- it, The view's incredible. Over to the Harbour Bridge, it's just like not even a million-dollar view. It's like a trillion, zillion-dollar view. And, um, yeah, Peter Gilmore's menus are, yes, as Harry says, like so creative. But also, you know, he's, um, Peter Gilmore is such a, a seasonal and produce-focused cook, which I think sometimes gets – sort of missed because some of the the dishes are so iconic. There are these dishes like the snow egg that you mentioned that, you know, really were bolted onto the menu at that time anyway. Um, But, I mean, it is, yeah, it's really uh, sensitive food, I think, as well. Yeah, no, it is. Like, it was just, like, I was just, I didn't have the words well when I was there. I was like, I eaten so many restaurants after that but this is one which always takes me back and I can remember exactly you know like I was just like oh but there was um <clears throat> crab dish with the uh, chaman mushi and a really beautiful broth and then definitely the dessert you know it was just mind-blowing snow egg like everything about dessert that it should be like you know textural you know creamy you know crunchiness everything it was just oh like oh I can talk about this like forever. (laughs) (laughs) What were you doing at the time, Harry? I mean, were you working in a kitchen at the time? I mean, what was happening in your life at that that period? Um, So I was still like kind of, you know, trying to get my feet 
um, where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. So I think I might be working at one one of the gastro pubs back in days. I don't really exactly remember when it happened. So, but yeah, it was just like I was still like trying to find what I how I want to cook, what kind of food I want to do. I was like, I you know I wanted to stage at places, and key was one of those spots I really wanted to. But I didn't want to go to Sydney, so for that reason, I didn't do anything at key. Uh, but I, because I love Melbourne, so that's why I was like, you know what? No, don't worry. But yeah, so I think I was I was still learning to be a chef, and yeah, so so many things were going on, and I was just eating out a lot just to see what I really want to cook, the kind of food I really. Do you think there's anything from that experience at Key that you know sent you on a different direction or opened your mind in a particular way? Yeah, like because you know, right now these days, like you know, everybody is about creating things and inventing things and things, but they forget about flavor. The you know, dish needs to taste good. Sometimes that comes second, but for me, it was like, my God, this you know, like at Peter Gilmore's when I ate there, it was just like, oh my God, like everything tastes good. That's the main focus, but it's so creative, so you know, like mind-blowingly technical, but then it tastes so good. Like, you know, how does he get that? So it was just one of those things. So, so because I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I want to do fine dining or do I want to just do simple traditional food or, you know, French or Italian. But I think that just maybe I can be creative, but just got to make sure everything tastes good. So, yeah, I think that helped me a lot actually. For people who haven't experienced your food, how would you describe what you do? So, like, my food is more, it's it's inspired from Indian food, Indian flavors, but it's not Indian. It's it's more, you know, like, I'm mixing Indian with Australian ingredients and being in Australia, it's like, it's, it's a new evolution, I can say, because Indian food has been inspired from so many years from Portuguese, you know, French in Pondicherry, you know, and then obviously Arabic food and Parsi, Persians and stuff. So I always thought like coming to Australia, I think my food is now evolving all the time. It's not taking old dishes and recreating them. It's about creating new flavor combinations and new dishes, which can be, maybe can be signatures in the future. <laughs> and that's why I do a lot of collaborations with different chefs and from different background, different cultures. So that way I can create new things. I can learn about their culture and how it can be mixed into Indian flavors. Like in India, it's like, you know, we use a lot of soy sauce in some of the dishes in street food. That's because it comes from China. And, you know, there's uh, travel food from all the tribes in India. So it's a lot different than what we really know about Indian food in Australia or around the world. Okay, so Harry, what's the next dish or meal that you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about my mum's uh, like a, a carrot dish called gajar ki sabji, which is just simple, um, but everything it's about seasonal. It talks about carrots being coming out in winter, um, and then it just all she uses is like onion, garlic, ginger, turmeric, and cooks the carrots. Um, and then a bit of potatoes and peas. So it's called gajar ki sabji. It's just super simple, but it's, it's at its best in the season. And I used to look forward to it throughout the year because it only can be eaten in winter. Like not can be eaten in winter. We used to be able to get carrots in summer, but the best are in winter. So, you know, my dad would never get the first harvest. He'll wait for at least like a month to get carrots. He's like, oh, the first harvest is not good. 
you know, people are farmers hurry to go and take the carrots into the market. But he was like, ah, after a month, the carrots are going to be, it's at peak. And that's when we are going to buy it. And that's when you're going to get your gadget. So yeah. <laughs> it's so good to look forward to something like that and to have to wait for it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, it's just, yeah. Like in India, there's a lot of dishes like that. There's, Sag, which is made from like, you know, you might know like Sag paneer and stuff in Australia, but in India, usually it's just simple. Like it's just Sag with, and that's such a winter dish as well. Sag with roti, makidi roti, which is like uh, corn, uh, corn meal, maize. And uh, yeah, so, you know, that comes only in winter. Cauliflower is only winter. So you look forward to these amazing dishes throughout the year and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait. So yeah. So I think gajar ki sabji is one of my favorite. I always look forward to that one. Uh, and can you make it as well as your mom? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've tried it many times. It doesn't taste same. I think it's maybe the carrots because in carrots in India are a bit different. They, they're more towards red, reddish color, more like red than orange. And I think it might be the carrots, but I don't know. But maybe it's just my mom's cooking. <laughs> the way she cooks, she's just amazing cook. Does your is your mum's food um like from a particular region? Yeah, so she's more. We are from Punjab, north of India, um, and then she she's more Punjabi like style, like you know, um, lot of onion, garlic, ginger, turmeric, and like ghee is the main part of most things. Like, but ghee is diff- we use the ghee bit differently. It's not about we don't use it while we cook it. We put it at the end according to whoever your flavor. So if I want more ghee, I'll put like one teaspoon. My dad would put three, two teaspoons. My sister doesn't like any, you know, so it's just like, you know, you finish it off at the end. It's like butter, you know, like you put it at the end, just, you know, last dollop, you know, and it's like amazing. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. So it's just so many different ways of cooking things like, you know, in Australia, the thing is we, food is very different how we eat at home in India. It's very seasonal. It's very fresh. Is you know, like I always say, like the way we eat Indian food in Indian restaurants, it would be like holy one billion people will be so fat because there's so much cream and butter in everything. <laughs> yeah, certainly. There's a few things that perhaps have been lost in translation to, with the Indian restaurant experience, especially as as rendered in most places in Australia. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I'm really excited to try these carrots one day, but what else have you got for me? So now I got my grand, uh, no, not my grandma, my mother-in-law's uh, ayam pangan recipe and ayam pangan dish, which I just love. It's, uh, it's, it's like from, she's from Indonesia and it's just another dish which I really love. It's just, it's simple but it's done so well and it's so much flavor. It's just chicken dish. It's like a dry chicken dish. So you kind of braise it through the flavor, uh, braise it first, and then you put it under the charcoal, on the charcoal grill or under the grill uh, to get that car- caramelization going. And it's just mind blowing. So yeah, so every time she asks uh, what I want to have and that's what I want to have, I am pangan. I love it. And what does it get served with? It's served with rice and other sambals or just? Oh, uh, yeah, usually rice. Uh, you know, we, we have, you know, she makes a bit of sambal and then we always have uh, like kachamanes and rice and few other like uh, few prawn crackers and things like that. So it's just like a mix of 
so many different things. So yeah, but I just love it the way it's cooked. It's I like this. A little bit burnt. The fat is all caramelized. It's crispy. It's like, oh, mind-blowing. Oh. I just love it. My goodness, my mouth's watering. That's so good. Um, I, I might have to come and cook for you one day, both of them, gajaki sabji. And I can't cook keys food, but I can definitely do the gajaki sabji and ayam pangan. <laughs> okay, great. Well, it's, it's it sounds good. How do you think they would go together, this Indonesian chicken and, and the Indian carrots? No, it's, it's like the flavors are a lot similar. Like uh, I think that's what some I feel sometimes people like differentiate these two cuisines a lot but the flavor is like you know it does still have those similar flavors, onion garlic ginger the only difference is like more towards like soy sauce and ketchup manis but which goes really well with those flavors too so i actually sometimes put quite a few like you know uh, like a bit of ketchup manis or soy sauce into like my cooking because you know i like cooking those kind of different flavors and things and it just adds that bit of more saltiness and a bit more umami into things so which i love so yeah i think they'll go well really good yeah well i guess there's that whole you know chinese indian cuisine which is you know there's hundreds of dishes in that so yeah there is a lot a lot of i guess flavor crossovers and connections and yeah so many paths of migration through all those areas um so yeah, it's. I think food from those different cultures loves loves to make friends with one another. Um, Harry, it's been amazing to go on this little flavor journey with you, from fine dining to you know seasonal carrots from from the from, straight from the farm in India, and to your the beautiful Indonesian chicken from your mother in law. Uh, thank you so much for taking me on this little flavor journey today. No, thank you for having me. It's just been amazing talking to you, like always. <laughs> I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to eat your food. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to cook with you again one day. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, that'll be fun. Great. All right, take care. Talk soon. Yeah, you too, Danny. Thank you. Bye. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is-